Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Temple Care Podcast. I'm doing something a little different in the next month. We're doing a summer replay where I am playing back the top episodes, top five episodes of all time that you guys have listened to and loved. And this week's episode hits really close to my heart. Um, It is really one of the main reasons why I started Temple Care in the first place. I loved going back and listening to this episode. It was so last week I played part one with my friend Emily Kark, and this is part two. And we're talking about breaking the lies of mental health shame. Um, And this is huge for me because I started Temple Care originally because I wanted to encourage women to take their mental and physical health seriously and how important that is to being a steward of these bodies that God has given us and these minds that God has given us. And so um, listening back to my conversation with Emily, I'm just touched because I, I love and respect her for her vulnerability. I I love that she came to the table and is sharing really hard depressive things that she's gone through and in that she's breaking the shame for you the listener for me um and it's making this open space where we can talk about mental health and where we can talk about our depression and anxiety and um that is one of my goals like forever (laughs) since starting temple care is to make a safe space for you to be able to think about these things to process them to not feel shame over your walk with the Lord if you are experiencing any of these things. And so, I mean, there's just so many things I love about this episode, but I think the top thing I love is that we're kind of talking about how it's hard being a Christian and dealing with mental health. And there's a lot of confusing messages we get about this. I mean, we get messages like, you are not close enough in your relationship with the Lord because you have this. Um, There's no such thing as depression. Um, You're not trusting the Lord enough because you have anxiety. I mean, I've heard all of these things over and over again, and they never sat well in my spirit. Um, And God was so tender with me um, as I was going through these things. He never pointed the finger like other people had done. Um, And so, of course, I had amazing people around me too that supported me and loved on me in this time. But I also have a passion to call out the people that are saying that because you have mental health struggles, you are not right with the Lord, because I just don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people are suffering from mental health um, because they have physical problems, because there's a chemical imbalance, because there's hormone stuff. I mean, really for me, it's been very complex, the reason why I've been going through all of this. And of course, my faith is number one in my life, and I love the Lord. And so for someone to put that kind of shame on someone else, um, it's just something that I want to fight against. And I want to um, make a safe space for you as you're listening to process and think about these things and to not feel like you're a bad Christian or like you're not doing the right thing for the Lord, because um, that is the opposite of what I think he wants for you. I think he wants for you to come to him with everything, your wounds, your broken heart, your um, sadness, your dark days, and and he wants your vulnerability. And so I think Emily in this episode really portrays that and, and encourages you to step out in faith and to talk to someone, to talk to the Lord about it, to get help. 
And so I think you guys, if you haven't heard this episode, you will love this episode. Um, even if you're just listening to it as someone on the outside who has someone that you love who is struggling, I think this is helpful um, to get just kind of a view of like grace and compassion and love uh, for the people in your life that might be struggling. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one. This is one of my favorite of all time episodes. I know I've been probably saying that every time, but this really is just a crux of like what my heart is. And so I think that's why I love this episode so much. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And yes, enjoy. Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo, and I am back on with my friend, Emily. We had her on last week, and she was just sharing some awesome ways that God has brought her through some pretty crazy health challenges. And just if you haven't listened to that, go back now. I would listen to that one first and kind of hear her story and how God has brought her through so much. So she is back on today. And today we're actually gonna get into more of the mental health type things that we both um, went through in this process. And I just felt like you guys could learn so much from her in this. So Emily, um, I wanna start out just by asking you kind of what has this journey looked like for you in terms of your mental health with God? What, how has that looked for you? So when I was 16, I remember going to my mom and I'd been a Christian for over a decade. I knew the Lord, loved the Lord, um, was very involved in my church, but I was a pastor, as I mentioned in the last uh, episode. But I remember going to my mom and I said, if, if I don't get help, I don't think I'm going to be here tomorrow. And so we mm-hmm. went down this path of figuring out that I had chronic depression, getting on antidepressants, which as a 16-year-old in a very small community and a very legalistic church was kind of a very taboo thing. Even mm-hmm. my parents didn't understand it while well, they were very supportive and they've come to understand it more. Mm-hmm. Um it was very difficult. I felt so incredibly alone. I didn't want anybody to know. I thought that other kids would make fun of me. Mm-hmm. I thought that if people knew, you know, eventually my destiny was to end up in some crazy psych ward like you see in the horror movies. Yeah. Um, but getting on that medicine was so instrumental in calming my mind enough to really get in the word again and be mm-hmm. reminded about how much God loved me. Mm-hmm. And throughout uh, the 12 years that I was on an antidepressant, there were many times where I still definitely struggled and I would have suicidal thoughts and I would just, the enemy would harass me. You don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. And there were times, I mean, I'd be laying in my bed crying and I know that God was protecting me there. He yeah. would, he would bring a song. He would bring a word, a text from a friend, uh, use my husband. Um, and even I remember one time very specifically, my husband and I were going through a really difficult time in our marriage and Satan was really just throwing the shame on me and the guilt as he mm. does so often. And I remember praying God, like you have to protect my mind. I need you to literally put a helmet on my mind mm from what the enemy is throwing at me and I felt this immediate peace and all those thoughts were gone and he Mm -hmm. absolutely sustained me enough to take those next steps towards healing in my marriage and healing in my life and and he is the absolutely only reason that I'm still here today 
Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like that's such an image of the armor of God too. Just yes, like yeah, it absolutely protecting was. you in those situations. Um, so, what do you think like has contributed to your healing process? With I know you've you've seen a lot of healing from this. Mm-hmm. Just talk about like how has how has that happened, and also how has God kind of guided you through all of that. So I think it happened in many stages. I know some people say like, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I think that's a little misquoted, but I do think he knows that our healing is a process. We can't deal with it all at once. So I've seen many different counselors. Um, I've seen some in the Christian realm and some that were secular and all have been instrumental in teaching me things that helped me cope in that season, helped me understand what I needed for that part of my life and that part that I was going through that got me to the next hump. But it wasn't um, that I saw really complete healing from the depression until a couple years ago, um, kind of that, that marriage show we went through propelled me um, into a relationship with a life coach that was so instrumental in bringing healing and getting to the root issues of all that shame and guilt that Satan would so often throw at me that really would send me spiraling down into very dark, depressed places. Mm. And once um, those things were healed and addressed, it was like we popped these bubbles that Satan had these lies. And and when I could feed them with truth, um, I was able to realize like, I I don't know if this depression is depression or if this is just such a stronghold from the enemy Mm. that he is holding over me. And um, so I went, I wanted to just quit cold turkey, my my antidepressants, but um, my life coach was was very wise. And she said, let's each day, you're going to wean off as a doctor would recommend. And you're going to take it each morning and say, I thank you, God, that I don't need this anymore because you've healed me. And that's what I did so that the enemy couldn't use that against me. And so I've been off my antidepressant for almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with some things and the enemy would want to throw, but I, God really removed what, what that that stronghold was of shame and guilt. He really removed that from my life and healed me. So I don't, I no longer need the medication. That is so powerful. Um, yeah. And I think that it's important that people hear this because there is, there shouldn't be shame in either choosing to take antidepressants or not. I mean, I think God has different roads of healing for every person and it's not going to look exactly the same. And I know, like, I can so relate to you saying, like, popping of the bubbles, like, of where Satan had strongholds over your life. Like, I felt that way in therapy, too. I mean, I had to work through things that I didn't talk to anyone else about. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked in the last episode about I'm also a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. I mean, having those bubbles of, like, okay, so what if someone thinks this of you? So what if someone knows that you have anxiety or depression or that that you don't feel good on certain days? Like, so what? Um, You know, and I think becoming more vulnerable and honest. And um, that has, I know, I don't know if this has been like for you, but that has led me into so many deeper um, relationships with women because they're able to like open up to me on their struggles. I don't know if you feel that way, like where once you tell someone that you've struggled, like with mental health, yeah. 
than being... Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we're so good at hiding it and pretending a lot of people don't realize. And we say, oh, I have that too. Even recently, I've I've developed some new friendships. They're like, I had no idea. And even when I said to you, you're like, oh, I didn't know. And sometimes I think on this side of being off in antidepressants, I have like this survivor's guilt Mm -hmm. because I was such an advocate for it's okay to be on medicine. You don't need to be ashamed you have this. God still loves you. God can still use you. You're not disqualified. And now being on the other side, I'm like, I I still kind of wrestled like, God, why did you heal me, but not someone else? Mm. But I know that the medication was instrumental in getting me there because if I had not been on the medication to calm my mind and my body, I would not have been able to do the therapy, to do the hard work because therapy is often very, very painful. And when you do the hard work, it's, it's, it's exactly that very, very hard. Mm. And I could not have handled that. And some of the demons that come with that Mm. without the medication. So I, I don't think that anyone should feel less than if you're still on medication and you've done the hard work, everyone is different and every God calls us to different things. And I mean, even you think of Paul, whatever it was that he prayed for, some people think it was depression, anxiety that he struggled with. We don't really know. We can all kind of guess at what it is, but God, God will still use you where you are. Um, and you definitely, no one should feel ashamed for being on medication. No one should feel ashamed for struggling. You know, I have told people many, many times, if you had a broken leg or you had, um, I have a thyroid condition. I take a medicine every morning. I don't feel ashamed of that. I don't second guess taking that medication every morning because it helps my body function normally. That's the same thing with antidepressant or anti-anxiety medicine. Why would you question taking that? Why would you feel ashamed? It's just another medical thing. But I think it's also so important to, to go to therapy and deal with some things and that may relieve some things for you. That doesn't mean you don't still take medicine, but um, Mm -hmm. it's always good to still, to still get some help. Yeah. I love that because I was thinking about how some people feel like, I mean, you would never feel bad about going to a doctor, right? Right. Like if you had something going on physically, you would have no issue, but then people do feel very hesitant to go into therapy Mm -hmm. because they feel like, do I really need this? Like, you know, all the money that the money hangs them up, but like you would have no, no problem spending money on yourself medically. Absolutely. So I think for me, it was like, I had to decide I want to spend this money because it is actually really important. Like, and if I want to function and survive as a mom, as a wife and be able to do my life, I'm going to need to, and it, it was so healing Um, I don't know if you felt this way, but I think for me, I've come across a lot of Christians that sometimes uh, feel like therapy is almost a threat to the Christian faith, like um, meaning it'll almost draw you away from the Lord, draw you into like the secular way of thinking of things. Uh Like, and I always felt like this weird tension there, like um, either you're going to go to a Christian counselor or not, like... But I know for me, I I really sought out someone that was trained in therapy practices, but was also a Christian because he, Mm -hmm. I felt like he understood my faith. And so even if they're not a Christian, I think they can still bring healing and growth. And I don't know like what your thoughts are on all of that, or if you've encountered resistance in the Christian community, but I know for me, sometimes I felt like it was a shameful thing to even talk about going to therapy. Yeah. um, So... I 
have seen so many different people, like I mentioned. And I remember the first person I went to was a guy and he he was a Christian and he even, I started to tell him like, well, here's what's going on in my life. Here's where I'm struggling. I think I was 18 or 19 and I'm putting myself out there. And he was like, you know, I don't really need to hear your story. You need to memorize these scriptures and everything will be fine. And I was like, oh, are wow. you kidding me? You know? <laughs> Yeah. But then I've also been to secular ones who had were really helpful, but because they didn't understand and have that spiritual insight, they kind of gave me some bad advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had someone, some in between. Um, so I think it is what you said is very important. You have to find someone who is well-trained. I wouldn't just go to anybody because they have Christian at the end of their name mm-hmm. any more than I'd go to someone that is on Christian has five stars. I think it's yeah. really important to find, some, find someone in between because that was so beneficial. And this person I saw that I, I mentioned before, the life coach that I spoke to, what makes her so unique is that she has the training and understanding of the mental and the physical and how all those things um, come together. But she has the spiritual side and how mm-hmm. that plays into it because it's so important because it does. There is spiritual warfare. There is things going on there are generational curses there are all those things that we don't even realize that satan is throwing at us all day long and if we don't really deal with those as well as the physical stuff as well as the traumas we've been through the things that we couldn't control in our lives um we're not really gonna gonna get anywhere Mm -hmm. um but uh, as far as people with therapy i just for me most of it has been like a resistance to depression at all like it doesn't exist if Mm -hmm. you're depressed because you have a sin in your life right and you need yeah. to deal with that yeah. so that's kind of been more so what I've had to deal with and and strongly disagree with that yeah um, and I think totally. we need to fight back on those lies because that can mm-hmm. really run a circle around our head and cause us yeah. to go into like a spiral of shame feeling yes. like oh well if I have this I'm not a good enough Christian right I'm not right with the Lord and I think that actually could lead us to taking no action and just feeling worse yes. and worse Absolutely. Um, so I love that you mentioned that. So um, what advice do you have to someone like maybe who is facing mental health struggles? They feel a little bit alone right now and where they're at. They don't feel like they're surrounded necessarily by people that understand. Um, what advice would you give someone like that? So I think definitely seek out someone um, to talk to. Um, so I think it's twofold. Um, Lisa Turker says, and uh, it's not supposed to be this way, um, when the enemy can isolate us, he can intimidate us. And I think uh, that's so true for sin, when we're hiding sin, but it's also true when we have these things, um, shame, guilt, depression, fear, anxiety, um, our struggles. When he's like, you're the only one, he's isolating you, he's intimidating you, that if you reach out and tell someone your struggle, that they're going to misunderstand you, they're going to judge you. Um, so don't isolate yourself. It is important to reach out, but it's important to find the right people because I think too often we trauma bond. We, we put out our feelers mm-hmm. and we find other people who are struggling and misery loves company and mm-hmm. we're not really benefiting because I've, I've gotten to too many relationships like that where I share all my struggles and all, all my dirty laundry and we trauma bond, but then that person does and say, hey, Emily, you need to get help. Let me pray for you. Let's encourage each other. You're having a bad day. Let's go for a walk and get some fresh air and clear our minds. They're more like, let's get a coffee. Let's eat a dozen donuts, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful that even as you reach out, um, you need to find the right people. Um, And and, and don't, don't become a recluse if you if you happen upon some bad people along the way that misunderstand yeah. or judge um and sometimes i think getting into counseling 
many people know of groups. So there's group things that you group therapy that you can go to. So maybe you see a counselor, but you also do some group therapy. That may be a good way to meet some people. Yeah. Um, and, and so social media is a great way to meet people as well. But again, just to be cautious that you're not just, um, writing your life on social media and giving it away, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but therapy is so important and, um, you know, I, I would hope that your church, wherever you go, or if you can be involved in a church, that there would be an understanding, uh, maybe in a small group, that you can share your struggle and see who God brings you and pray those people into your life. Pray yeah. for good, solid people that you can trust um, for to, to mentor you, to encourage you. Because um, I think God is so faithful to bring those people, those mm-hmm. safe people into our lives. I love that. Yeah. I, I remember a time where I prayed really hard for Christian friendships, like strong friends that could help me through this. And God answered yeah. big time. And yeah. I'm really thankful for that. Um, so I know like when you talk, when you think about back to kind of like your dark days, when you were really struggling, what are some verses or maybe like some worship songs um, that really like meant something to you that kind of helped pull you out of those days? So one of my favorite chapters in scriptures is Isaiah 43. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I won't read the whole thing, but um, I love that it says, do not fear for I've redeemed you. And I've changed in my Bible before that it says Israel and Jacob, but I changed it to Emily. Like the mm-hmm. Lord has said that don't fear. He's redeemed you. He's called you by name. Mm-hmm. You are mine. And then he talks about when you pass through the waters, um, he's going to be with you. They're not going to overwhelm you. The fire is not going to burn you up. And just, I can look back in my life and see that in, in the darkest waters, in the flame, in all those places, God was there. He was sustaining me. He was keeping me alive when I was so depressed. He was mm-hmm. getting me to the right doctors, the right counselors, the right um, friendships, the right people. He was protecting me in very dark times when I put myself in, in bad situations. He was with me in all those things. And that whole passage just has such beautiful promises, even later when it talks about that he's doing something new. And I think mm. God is always longing to do something new, making those streams in the desert mm. um, for us. So that's one passage I really love. But for a long time, um, worship music really, and still is what I do. Praise is a weapon and praise is my weapon specifically that I feel like God has given me. So um, sometimes even when you can't praise yourself to turn that music up, there is so much truth and there's a lot of scripture based worship music. Um, so one, uh, one or two songs that I really love, one is Yes, I Will by Vertical Worship. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time singing that in tears and, and saying to God, I'm going to sing this at a whisper. I'm going to sing it in faith. I'm going to sing it with a broken heart until mm-hmm. I can sing it at the top of my lungs because it's true for me. And yeah. I really claimed it as my own. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I really love is Beautiful Things by Gunger um, because God is always making beautiful things out of our dust. So wherever your life is at the bottom, um, very dark place in depression, maybe you're coming out of that. Maybe it's a circumstantial, a trauma to your life. God is making beautiful things out of whatever you have been through in his hands. He can take that dust and make it something absolutely fantastic. And he longs to do that with each of us. No, we're not disqualified. Um, because of what others may deem as shortcomings any more than you or I would be disqualified for our health issues. Mm. God, God wants to use us. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I don't think I've heard that second song that you mentioned, so I yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it's an old one. But it's so oh, good. Oh, good. I'm going to go listen to it right after this. Um, 
Well, Emily, again, this is awesome. I loved our first conversation, but I might have loved this one even more. <laughs> so thank you for being on. You're welcome. Um, and how can people find you again, like your website, Instagram? Okay, so Instagram, I'm at the Honest Mama 17 And if you find me on Instagram, you can click on the link in my profile. That'll take you to my blog, the same name, The Honest Mama 17 um, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's just under my name, Emily. Kark, K-A-R-C. I just have a couple uh, videos of words of encouragement God has given me to share. Um, so I hope to see some of you there and mm -hmm. encourage you more. I love that. Well, I'm so grateful for you, Emily. Um, grateful that you shared your story. I know that this is going to encourage people because I know for me, when I was in some of the darkest points, I actually heard some leaders from Proverbs 31 ministries, like you mentioned, Lisa Turkers and Others, they shared how they were struggling with different things, anxiety, and I was like, wow, someone like that can struggle. And so mm -hmm. I think by you coming on here and being authentic and honest, it's going to make a lot of women feel like they're not alone. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the platform to do that because that, that is all I can hope for out of all the struggles and the hard times that someone would be encouraged and say, oh, I'm not so alone. Because you're right, that is really powerful when we see other people and think that their life is so perfect and realize that they're just like us. We are all right. human and we all need Jesus. Right. Absolutely. Well, let me close us in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, I am beyond grateful for just this time that Emily has given us and that her story is so um, true of many of what we are all struggling with and things that we're going through. And um, Lord, I know that there are people listening today who feel extremely alone in their struggles with depression and anxiety. And Lord, I pray that by listening to this, that they would feel you reaching out to them, you extending a hand to them to say, you are not alone. And Lord, I pray that this would touch lives and that they would see that you have a plan for them, that you have a way out of this for them, that you don't want to leave them there in that place and that you are bringing them through this step by step. You are with them even in the darkest of days. And Lord, I just thank you for the scripture that Emily shared, Isaiah, that was so powerful. I pray that we can go back later and meditate on that um, and take that in. And I just thank you for everything that you've done for us through this podcast. I know I feel encouraged. I pray that other women listening will also feel encouraged. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right. Well, that is it today, friends. I will put all the links for you to check out Emily's um, Instagram, her blog. Um, she has such great encouragement out there. So I will put all the links for you below. All right. Talk to you later, friends.